This is Rick Party, and you're now tuned in to Denia Azure Radio. Hey, what's up? It's Denia Azure. Be sure to follow me all over social media at Denia Azure, D A N A Y A A Z U R E, and like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Denia Designs for You, facebook.com forward slash Denia Azure Radio, and be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube. Just type in Denia Azure. All righty. Welcome to the Night Azure Radio. I have Rick Hardy in the building. OMG, thank you so much. I know you are incredibly busy. So I, you have been in radio for over 30 years. What originally piqued your interest about being a radio personality, and how did you start in the business? Well, look at here. I was listening to radio when I was a young boy. And, uh, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, when people say 30 years, I'm like, man, that felt like mad years ago, but it was, right? Um, you know, Daniel, honestly, I was just a kid just listening to the radio every day, making dedications to my girlfriend who was in high school and I wasn't. And I think if I rewind as a kid, I would probably listen to like Wolfman, Jack, Casey Kasem back in the day. But as I got older in high school, um, I would listen to a local station in Chicago and I make dedications to my girlfriend who was in school and I got kicked out, right? So the guy on the other end of the phone, he said, why are you calling me every single day when you should be in school? And I said, because I'm sick. He said, man, don't give me that. Be honest with you. (laughs) I said, all right, man, I got kicked out of school. So he gave me this long story and told me how he became an auto mechanic, crushed his finger. He couldn't work on cars, cars anymore. He became a DJ. Someone recognized his voice in a nightclub as he was spinning records. And they said, you should become a radio DJ. So that guy taking the time talking to me, that was their early start of me becoming a radio personality. Just that one little mustard seed of a person taking interest in me. Wow. And that's how I started. That was it right there. Oh, my goodness. So what is the one of your most memorable moments on air? My most memorable, oh, my gosh, I have so many. But, you know, here's one that sticks out. I used to do something on the radio called um, – Hump Day Help Out, right? And Hump Day Help Out is something I would do on Wednesday because Wednesday is Hump Day, right? Hump Day. So what mm-hmm. I would do is go on the air and I would say, I, I would do this kind of random acts of, um, um, random acts of kindness segment on the show. And I would say, listen, if anybody out there um, have any jobs or apartments or cars or appliances that they want to give away, there's so many people out here in need. So a lady called me and she said, um, um, I want to do something kind for someone. I just want to go in a grocery store and I want to give away uh, $300 worth of groceries. Right. And um, I said, well, you don't do that. You don't have to do that. I said, just, just pay for anything, you know, just, just do something. Let's just see, see that you're kind enough to do it. And she paid like maybe $25 or $50 for the person that was behind them. And I said, come to the radio station and I want to meet you. And I put her on the, on the radio. And I just told her that they were so kind of her to do because we need more people to be service of others. And I gave her like $200 in cash and just blew her mind. And she was crying in front of me. So that moment, seeing this woman cry, not because I gave her the money, but just to know that there are people kind enough to care about other people, that really just touched a special, a special place in her heart. And when I came back to radio, I said, that's why I'm going to come back you know, to radio after a nine-year absence, I said, listen, I cannot use this uh, platform as a vessel to reach others. I'm not doing it. And that moment 
was the beginning of my work when it comes to service to people. Seeing that lady do her job and just just crying right then, I couldn't control it. You know, I had to shed a few tears myself. You know, so Aww. that was the most memorable moment for me. Yeah. That is the sweetest moment, too. You know, I think, you know, what's so funny is that most people would be like, oh, yeah, that's a celebrity. And yours was, I helped a lady get money and be able to take care of herself. That right. just shows what kind of a person that you are. So shout out to you for that. Rick Party is my guest here on Denial Radio. I don't think I understand. He has voiced literally everything. I will get into that in a minute, but, oh, my gosh, he is incredible and still so incredibly humble. Shout out to you for all the work that you've continued to do. And that's just still being able to just be a person. You know what I'm saying? Like some people get to that get to a level where they forget that 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 they're just human <laughs> and they lose that humility and you never have. And I truly appreciate you for that. No, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. So what was your very first voiceover gig? Ooh, my very, okay, my very first voiceover gig. Okay, here's the deal. I was actually hired to do a Coca-Cola commercial back in the the 90s, but I didn't know that it was a voiceover, right? So I got to say, I can't really count that because I remember going to a, studi- a studio and it was a union gig and I got paid a lot of money for it. And that was my first one because I didn't know really what voiceover was. Someone just said they liked my my voice, come to the studio and record this Coke commercial, and I got paid for it, right? Wow. But my first gig that I that I that I really can say that I knew it was voiceover was at um, a sports station called the Sports Channel in Chicago. They wanted me to narrate um, a gamer show. I can't even remember the name of it. Um, it was on a sports channel though. It was, I was the narrator of a gaming show. So like when, when these games first came out, well, in the nineties, when there were sports games, these crazy, uh, old graphics, I was narrating this whole thing for 30 minutes. And I knew, I knew that that was voiceover and how long it took. I knew that I never wanted to do this again because it was so much work, <laughs> you know, I was like, and because there were so many redos and takeovers, like when people see something for 30 minutes. But when you when they see something for five minutes, they have no idea like how long it takes to, you know, to really do that. Like behind the scenes, man, you have right. to uh, read lines over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my first one that narration back in the late nineties. Okay, so what has been one of the craziest things that people have tried to hire you for as a voiceover artist? Oh, uh, yeah. One of the craziest things was this guy. Um, he was, he, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know if he married her yet, but it was a girl he was dating and he wanted me to, to give all these directions on a voiceover, you know, like, Hey baby, walk in the house, take off your clothes, <laughs> pull them around your shoes. Now, I mean, like, like step by step. I was like, are you for real? I'm like, how much you paying for this? You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I never had a request like that. I mean, other than people doing, you know, just the regular stuff, you know, happy birthdays and, you know, stuff on their, their voicemails. But that right there, that had to be the craziest. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that. Yeah, I was thinking it would be something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or have you, like, voice, voice their date or something. I figured it would be something that sounds like. I know, right? <laughs> So you've done 
voiceover for so many companies. So what are some of the major companies or organizations that you've provided services for over the years? Oh, my. Um you know, sometimes I got to look at my resume. So let me go to my my little resume. My I got to say my little resume real quick. But from what I can, <laughs> off the right. top of my head, uh, I was the voice of BET for years, which is owned by Viacom. I've done work for VH1, Cartoon Network, um, ABC TV. I did a show called um, Detroit 187 on there. Um, I, I'm the voice of ESPN Sports Center. Uh, like I said, Coca-Cola, um, um, I got Univision, iHeart, Cumulus, every, all of the major uh, media companies um, for for radio, um, CNN, I mean, so many. And, of course, Disney, uh, which owns CNN, and, uh, not CNN, but ABC and uh, – ABC. Mm-hmm. ABC, right. And, you know, prior to that, I did a lot of stuff for Disney when it was just like, you know, Disney on ice come with your kids for the spectacular moment. You know, those. Wow. I did those. And that was before I was, I was actually hired to do the ESP and stuff. But, you know, it's like when it's funny because when I first started doing this, I would like, every time I get a new job, I write down, okay, yeah, I just got a job for ABC. So let me write that on my resume, BET on my resume. Mm-hmm. So I just kept adding stuff and adding stuff. And now is the point I, I literally have to go uh, to and look. Yeah. I really got to go and look and, it, I guess it's a good place to be because you kind of you you kind of do it and forget about it, and you just continue right. to you know serve people because I like to of course coach coach people as well. So, um, right. That that's just some of what I've done, Danielle. Just to name a few, just to name a few. I, I already know you've been in this business yeah. for so long. I already know. Right. So. That being said, talking about Disney, what did it mean for you to be the narrator for the Lion King on Clubhouse for the um, for that Lion King musical presentation? <laughs> and oh how did it now, feel once it, everything was over? Okay, I'm not gonna even lie. Now you you've heard me say I I was the voice of BET um, for yes. years, ESPN. You're talking about somebody being heard by and millions of homes around the world, not just the United States, literally around the world. Uh, Being on Lion King, a new app, and being chosen as the lead narrator, I am not going to lie. I was nervous as hell. I was, and the funny thing is like, we would practice on um, Zoom. So everybody could, everybody, you know, they were looking at me, you know, like do my lines. And then, and someone said, yo, I've heard your voice somewhere before, and I don't know where I've heard it before. And um, I said, and, and I feel like I heard it like when I was a kid or something. I said, well, how about mm-hmm. tonight on BET? And everybody in the room went, oh, my God, I did that movie. <laughs> they started going crazy. And now at that moment, they're like, yo, I'm having a fangirl moment, a fanboy moment. And, I like, and then I'm like, oh, got all this pressure on me because you got to understand when voiceover people – do voiceover work. We're behind the scenes. Like people don't don't really see. Right. Us. They don't they don't see us mess up a million times before we get the job. They don't know what it takes. Uh, uh, you know, when we audition. You know, when uh, the director may say they send it back and say, no, that's not the read. That's not the read. They don't know what we go through. They think when they hear and see the finished product, that man, this person is so <laughs> great. That's they it. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wasn't easy. So. To, and I was so nervous, I'm not going to even lie, because I knew that this was the first time there was going to be like an audio play on 
this app clubhouse and Noel, the producer and director, she was so serious. And I just like, I cannot let her down. I cannot let my team down. There's no telling who's going to hear this thing. And, um, I was nervous. I honestly was nervous. And, and as we're doing it right live on clubhouse for the, for the second show, cause we did two shows. And, mm-hmm. um, I was there for both. We fit, yep. What's that? You, you, I was there for you both. Oh yeah. You there yeah. For both? Yeah. So when we finished the second show, we can see, we can see everybody. We're, we're looking at everyone in the screen and I, I can't remember how it ended. And I'll just say it, it ended something like that. Um, 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 and, and as, and as the Lion King goes on in spirit, I'm just making up words, right? And as the Lion King goes on in spirit, Simba raises his cub into the air. So let's say that's how it ended, right? And then those were the right. final words. And then I could see Noel's face in my cast of 40 people that were all in this thing from up front behind the scenes. Everybody's clapping going, yay. And me, I'm holding my chest going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, I was sweating. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I mean, geez. That was probably uh, the most nerve-wrecking job I can name in my career. Wow. <laughs> it really was. Because it was live, too, right? It was live. Yeah, it was live. Something is live and recorded. And, and that's where it comes. Like, when you think about this, you think, you know, it's so easy when it's so easy when you when you're not put on the spot, but when mm-hmm. you're put on the spot and, and it is up to you now. It, 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 I was saying to myself, it is up to you to make sure that this thing sounds good. You have yes, to do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and now I can look at that like probably uh, weeks later until I can finally say to myself, I made history. I did a good job. Yes, you, I was okay. Yeah, it was tough. That was not only. Oh my god! Not only did they make history. Did y'all? Did y'all know that y'all were gonna break Clubhouse? Y'all literally broke the app. By the way. No, I didn't know. Y'all broke the app. Yeah, we had um, we had two. We we also had like six hundred million impressions on uh, not Clubhouse but social media. Yeah. All over social media, six hundred million impressions. Ava DuVernay mm-hmm. showed up, Questlove, uh, Drake popped through. Um, a lot of people were in that room, just to name a few. Um, mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I almost felt yeah, it was, like, it was as beautiful. crazy as this sounds. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds like, you know, out of all the work that I've done, this just sounds really crazy, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. The, out of all the work that I've done, not only was this the toughest, but I felt like all of that work prepared me for this performance on Clubhouse. I could, mm-hmm. I could easily say that it, it prepared me for the Emmys or the Oscars, you know, a live, uh, a live announcing. But this was Clubhouse, and it was new, and it was different, and it was a first. And for me to say that um, – I would be uh, a little bit more nervous on these bigger shows. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that these are all the same people. People are people. Eyes right. are eyes. Mm-hmm. Ears are ears. So these are the same people who watch the Oscars or the Emmys. So your performance has to always be on par. And yes. the, the thing about this is that you knew it was a new app. 
um, with people from all walks of life, um, professionals and critical ears all over the place, that um, it was it was the same type of nervousness I would have had. And I looked at them all the same. I really did. Absolutely. And Rick Party is my guest on Denia Azure Radio. So what advice do you have for anyone who wants to be a voiceover actor? Um, come and hang out with me. Hang out with me. If you're on Clubhouse, um, hang out with me. And if you're not, go to my website, which is uh, Rick Party, Rick, R-I-C-K, P-A-R-T-Y, uh, .com. And then I have apps that will say join voiceover on Clubhouse. Um, look for those and click the button to sign up. And every Friday on Clubhouse, I do a uh, voiceover class, which is open to the public. So you don't have to be a pro. You don't, you, you know, if it's something that you desire, you thought about, you want to do it. We just, if you're thinking about it today for the first time, you want to, you know, go read script. There's some practice script on my, my page. You can go and grab that, read it and step up to the mic on a Friday on the stage. I'll bring you up and, you know, we'll give you like a soft critique, tell you where you can work on it and make yourself a pro. I honestly believe that people don't have to have the gifts right away. You don't have to be able to enunciate clearly. You may have a stir or a stutter or something like that. Uh, the whole objective is to make you confident with that read and, and just have you uh, walk off saying, hey, you know what, maybe this is something I, you can get into. So that's fr- every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. Get the information at rickparty.com. Awesome, Foss. So what do you want your legacy to be? Um, honestly, I would say if I had to say, if I had to say, I, I want people to know that um, I was a servant to people, and I am a mm. servant. As, as I speak right now, I believe that um, there's a quote, I can't remember if, it's, if it was originally by Gandhi or Muhammad Ali, but I heard it in my cup. I saw it in Muhammad Ali's book, A Soul of the Butterfly. And it said, service to others is the rent we pay for our room on earth. So with that, you know, I always serve people. I love to help people. I love to give, and if I give everything that I have away, you know, I've already been given a skill to make, you know, something back. And mm. I always tell people, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't need anything named after me, streets and schools and all that stuff. I just want, to, I want people to know that that person in the future who's, you know, serving so many people, you know, took that, that little mustard seed of a lesson I, you know, from me, it's, it's a lesson that I, I, that I gave to them. And I just said, continue to pay it forward. Just continue to pay it forward. Don't, don't think about me, but just do good. So when we're not here, you know, the, the world will be doing good, you know, for our, our children, our grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, and many to follow, and our relatives, and, you know, whomever. Um, just really paying it forward. You know, that's what I want to be remembered by a guy who, who paid it forward. Always love to serve people. Uh, absolutely. So let's talk about your new radio show. Yes. So how does that come to be and all of that? Well, um, I was doing the nationally syndicated show with uh, uh, Sasha the Diva and George Wilborn. So it's called Rick and Sasha with George Wilborn. 
And um, after a successful two and a half stint, two and a half year stint, the contract was ending at the end of the year. But I knew I wanted to do something differently because um, we were more of an adult, adult urban station. And I wanted to do something that, that um, um, had pop culture. And I knew that for me to do that, I'd have to um, eventually you know, move on. So after the show was dismantled, I met a young lady by the name of Natasha Simona on um, Clubhouse, and we were doing rooms together. And I just, I listened to her every day and realized how funny and intelligent she was and, and how off the cuff she could be. And uh, you, you don't have to give her a script and she can just fly. And I said, I wanted someone like that with me uh, on my show. And um, one day she called me after being in these voiceover rooms and she said, hey, I want to learn from you. I want to learn everything about radio and I want to learn everything about voiceovers. I said, are you serious? She said, yeah. And then after getting to know her, you know, speaking to her for weeks and weeks and a couple of months, I said, you know what? I've been thinking about doing a new radio show and I would love for you to be my co-host. And she's like, are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) And and it was just um, knowing her for a few months on Clubhouse. And with that, um, as the other show was ending, we got into um, um, in play mode and started, you know, making our demos and, and sending it around and, you know, getting people's opinion on it. And people loved it. They loved the chemistry. And even before that, you know, every Friday we do our um, voiceover room and people come on, you know, come in a room and then it's like, oh, my God, I just love you two together. You two crack me up and. I'm just teaching voiceover <laughs> in the class, but it's, it's just our antics back and forth that people actually loved. And they said, you all should think about doing a radio show or TV. And we would like kind of laugh because they didn't understand, like, that's what we're you know, working on behind the scenes. Right. And, yeah. I would always tell her, she was like, well, when are we going to do stuff for the radio? When are we going to practice? I said, um, remember the movie Karate Kid? Remember he had, had, he had him waxing the gate on? Yep. Wax on, wax mm-hmm. off? I said, well, every Friday you've been up here on this clubhouse stage with me this is what i've been doing with you you've been waxing on and waxing waxing off you've been getting and you didn't with. even know it <laughs> you didn't even know it <laughs> so I now, love it. Um, yeah so that's what we're doing so uh we've got a couple stations lined up um just trying to take care of the business uh with the station in in one of the top right. five markets and once we make that announcement, then it'll we'll open it up to the um, radio industry to say, hey, okay, this is the first station that um, that that will be uh, that will carry the Rick Party show, and then uh, a flurry of stations will open up after that because it's with a major uh, station, it's with a major company, and uh, we're just trying to do things right and, and going for a different audience because we know that this world is uh, is ever changing. And if, yeah. if I want to continue to be part of service and, and helping people, I have to reach the people who need us most. And those, are, youth, those are young people. So um, that's the audience I'm going after. And that's what we, we're about to do on the Rick Party Show. Absolutely. Most definitely. And Rick Party is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. What is next for Rick Party? And how can people find you on social media? Um, they can find me all over um, at on um, let me think. On Instagram, it is I am Rick Party. That's I am R I C K P R T Y. And also on Instagram, the Rick Party Show. Um, I am Rick Party on Twitter. I got to think because every, everything is not uh, I am Rick Party, but uh, I am Rick Party on Twitter I and Instagram. 
Yeah, Rick Party on uh, Snapchat. I'm, I'm working on that, y'all, so forgive me. I'm trying to get that together. And uh, some more platforms. And also Needle. There's a new app, Daniel, called Needle. It's called NEDL.com. It's like you can broadcast uh-huh. radio. Yeah, NEDL.com. All you got to do is, is you can broadcast your show from there. Um, it's free. Uh-huh. So the Rick Party show is there. So, yeah, in fact, call me so I can tell you about that, too. Talk, talk to you off I, I definitely, absolutely. Yeah. We definitely need to talk offline for sure. Thank you yeah. so much for coming out. I know your time is limited. I truly, truly appreciate you. We definitely will talk offline. Hey, what's up? It's Denia Azure. Be sure to follow me all over social media at Denia Azure, D-A-N-A-Y-A-A-Z-U-R-E. And like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Denia Designs for you, facebook.com forward slash Denia Azure Radio. And be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube. Just type in Denia Azure.